0: Disclaimer, all views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a weekly podcast that covers news throughout the gaming industry and a variety of topics. Here's your host for the show, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back
1: to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson. And joining me this week, a guest from a long time ago. At this point, back from season one on our D and D extravaganza, Sean Marks.
2: Hello, hello. It's uh, it's been a hot minute, but uh, feels good to be back. I've uh, I miss this.
1: Yeah, it's, it has been a while. How you been?
2: I've been good. I've been uh, I've been keeping busy down here. Last time we were on, I was uh, living up in Fort Saint John or Fort John, as many people call it. But now I'm. I'm down here in in Methbridge, Alberta in LA. So, <laughs> I'm loving it.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you back on. Uh fun fact about this episode. If you're a Canadian listening to this episode on the Monday, you know what you can do? Perform your civil civic duty and go vote. It's true. You should go vote. We don't I don't I don't get political on this podcast, but you know what? When you when you can vote, I'm going to tell you, go vote. Go exercise your rights. Because you have every right to, and you have a right to vote. And so go vote for this federal election. It's true. Democracy. Democracy. Exactly. Uh, and with that out of the way, our headline of the week this week is a big one. It's a story that we covered a lot last year when it first happened, and we kind of updated it. And I didn't know that this happened. It technically happened last Friday, but, and I missed it somehow. You? The Apple versus Fortnite lawsuit has ended. A verdict has been made. And so for those... So quickly, a quick recap. If For those who remember the Fortnite versus Apple lawsuit, uh, Fortnite took Apple to court, or one of them took the other to court because uh, Fortnite had their own in-game store taking the money instead of using Apple's iTunes store for their microtransactions in the game. Apple was not a fan of this, so I think Apple is the one who took them to court. That would make sense. So, uh, here's some of the things that happened. So first, uh, Apple has must stop blocking App Store developers from steering their users to a third-party payment option. A federal judge ruled on the Friday issuing a permanent junction in the Epic versus Games versus Apple uh lawsuit so that's the first thing so after this if you you don't want to use apple's uh first party purchaser in-game purchaser you don't have to anymore you're now able to use a third party plot in-game thing so that's a gut in that sense that's kind of a big win for fortnite But Apple also claimed a bit of a victory in that it prevailed on every other count uh, that was included against Epic's allegations that Apple's policy around in-app purchases constituted an illegal monopoly in the payment market for mobile games.
2: So what are the other counts exactly?
1: I don't know exactly what the other counts were, but if you want to read up on what all the other counts were, Polygon, PC Gamer, and a bunch of other gaming outlet news sites, as well as actually some... Proper news sites, because this was a big lawsuit that happened, did cover it, so you can go check those out. i am kind of just grabbed some of the big highlights.
2: I was just going to say, makes sense. Third parties, that's that's a big win, not just for Fortnite, but for a lot of gamers, for a lot it of really people. It really is.
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, under the injunction issued that Friday by Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers of the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California... Apple cannot prohibit developers from including their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing mechanisms. This will be taking effect in 90 days. So you do so the developers will have to wait a bit of time, but after those 90 days have happened, uh Apple will take a hit there. they're one big hit. So although both companies must pay their own legal costs, the ruling directs Apple. Epic to compensate Apple for the App Store cut that Fortnite, that the Fortnite maker uh, avoided paying for the months that they were in court. So the big winner in the end in the future site, Epic kind of takes that. But right now, Apple is kind of the bigger winner walking away from this.
2: Yeah, considering they took everything else but epic got one and it's, seems to be a pretty major one there They, they
1: got the they got Epic did kind of get the bigger one which is going to very much change how the App Store will be used so good on Epic for making like this is like a huge stride in a sense but it's also Apple kicked their ass
2: Yeah but it's Apple that's going to happen every time when you, when you when you go up against a big massive conglomerate corporation you're 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 taking a risk oh yes
1: and speaking of apple uh it's not in here but the iphone 13 got announced as well
2: and uh iphone
1: 12 oh wow it's already outdated
2: (laughs) Uh, sounds about right that's just buying phones nowadays i guess
1: yeah Uh, they also showed off a new ipad mini i think and a the new apple watch as well
2: so they're just spitting out everything they can right now again. It's it is the time of year. It's because Christmas is around the corner.
1: Oh, yeah. It's I think we get one of these yearly. It is that time of year. We do get the Apple keynote presentation.
2: It's true. And then in July, you'll get the plus.
1: Oh yes, exactly. Yeah.
2: You know we're going to get the 13 plus coming next July. Oh god. <laughs> your phone, your phone is out of date that you got 4 months ago. Here, buy a new one. It's the same thing but it's slightly smaller.
1: So what are we going to be ge- what are we getting phones the size of laptops and pants with huge ass pockets to fit them
2: in? <sighs> I think all pants will just come with attached satchels at this point. (laughs) Or bags of holding. Everything will just be like, hey, here, put this in your bag of holding. It's the only way to carry your tablet and your phone and your iPad, your laptop, and everything all at once. Everything you need to live.
1: Now introducing the eye pants.
2: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh,
1: Apple versus Fortnite. It's now comes to a close. Uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, Read up on it, obviously, as um, it has a lot more details on what all the other counts were that Apple did win in. And you can kind of see everything that happened throughout the case of this month-long, months-long lawsuit. And With that, we're going to now jump into all the other stories that happened this past week, as well as a few games that you might, that have, that have come out that you
0: might have missed. This is the week in review, covering news from the world of video games, TCG, and board games. This is the week in review. And in the games department, three
1: games that came out this past week. The big one, Deathloop, for the PlayStation 5 and PC, is now available. It will be out on the other on uh, the Xbox systems soon uh but it is a timed exclusive right now so uh take advantage of that if you have a playstation 5 or a
2: pc i have neither but i don't know much about this game but it's it looks intriguing
1: oh death okay death loop is that new game from arcane studios it's the same developers as dishonored where you're basically in a death you're in a loop a time loop and your goal is to kill like the eight visionaries and every time you die the loop starts over you gotta do it all again Oh that's cool. okay, I, I can get into that. I can fuck with that. The trailers like the trailers all look really cool as well and there's also like at, there's someone hunting you as well the entire time.
2: It's a really cool game. It's like that Tom Cruise movie right or like a Groundhog day but like badass and killing people.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you get like the some abilities that are like very dishonored like like there's some warps, some other things that you can kind of do so it's really
2: cool. Okay, so something like sometimes like if if you are about to die or something screwed up, you might be able to warp back in time maybe a little bit. Kind yes, of there, that
1: actually is one of the things that you can unlock. Now obviously you unlock more stuff by dying uh, but yeah, it's really cool. So check it out. It's the big game uh, is also got really good ratings from all the game reviewers. so it, it is definitely worth your time and it, its delayments were necessary for its release. Uh, We also had Toem, an indie game that was showed off at the Nintendo Indie World Showcase, a game that I was actually, I said that I would pick up, where you're basically, your goal is to, like, take photos of this stuff, of, like, these, like, very vibrant-ish worlds. It's, like, a very 2.5D-type game. It's a very cool game. Check out the trailer for it. And uh, lastly, Origami 2 came out, a sequel to a stealth game called Origami, where you use the shadows... Uh, to sneak around your enemies. It's a very interesting game, and I'm surprised that a sequel got made. Uh, I played in Platinum to the first Origami game, so go check out Origami as well. Very much worth your, might be worth your time. And those are just some of the games that came out last week. In the world of video game news, we got uh, a couple of delayment news. Three games delayed. Uh, the first one, which isn't as bad, Battlefield 2042 got delayed to November. Not the biggest hit, it's still coming out this year. However, Rocksmith Plus got delayed. Not sure when it's coming out now, probably next year, as uh, the studio is currently revisiting some of the game's core features, or the service's core features, as Rocksmith is becoming more of a feature where it's available on every, literally everything that you can think of. Uh, game stores, app stores, mobile markets, everywhere. And the big one that a lot of people are going to be sad about, Dying Light 2 did get delayed
2: to 2022. That's unfortunate, but that's only, that's 2022, I guess. It's a bummer, but I, you don't have to wait too long. Oh, well,
1: the game was scheduled, I believe, for holiday 2021 this year. So, hopefully, maybe spring. Maybe. Fingers crossed. Finger, yeah, fingers crossed. In some TV news, Anthony Mackie has been cast in the new Twisted Metal TV series.
2: Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Who's he playing?
1: I do not know. I don't believe it was announced who he's playing, or if it was, I did not uh, see. But uh, he's been cast in it. It'll be definitely be interesting. I'm surprised that Twisted Metal's even getting a TV adaptation. That's weird to me.
2: Yeah, it seems like a strange game, but like with everything else that's getting their TV adaptations nowadays, it doesn't surprise me too much. Like, I just started watching Why the Last Man, and I was kind of surprised I got a TV adaptation because, you know, it has a tendency to be pretty risque at times. And Twisted and Metal can, well, it's pretty much in the name. It's, it can be pretty twisted. Oh, so, yeah. Like, it, it has the fan base. The fan base is there. That's why they're doing it, right?
1: Very true. Very true. Uh, the Switch got an update that allows Bluetooth audio to be used as an output option. So you can hook up your Bluetooth speakers or Bluetooth devices, and the Switch can uh, emit the audio out from those now,
2: which is kind of cool. Right? Your Alexa can tell you your video game scores.
1: Exactly. Alexa, tell me what my golf score is in Super Mario.
2: <laughs> you are twenty-seven over. Be better.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it says it in Mario in Mario's voice. <laughs> Be better. <laughs> <laughs> um. In Fortnite news, uh, Carnage is one of the recent skin additions to the game, as well as Naruto. I believe got added as well. Um, so yeah, that happened. It's, that's going on. Uh. In. Another big lawsuit that's happening right now, News. The Activision Blizzard lawsuit that's currently going on where the state of California is suing
2: them. Yeah, that's huge. That's crazy. Uh,
1: they've currently hired a new HR boss, the new chief people officer, Julie Hodges, currently taking over diversity and inclusivity commitment And with amid the California lawsuit fallout. Uh, she is formerly a former Disney exec- executive who worked in their HR department as well.
2: Well, I think people saw that coming. If you're going to try to fix the fact that you've been running a boys club for years, you're probably going to bring in a female HR person. That, But also, like, a Disney exec in
1: HR, that's a good call on their end. Yeah. Because then, uh, if anyone's good at human relations, it's Disney.
2: It's true. <laughs> it's 100% true. They're just fighting everything all the time, and they do a good job of keeping stuff under wraps, so.
1: So hopefully this... Uh, I, I don't think it'll help them in the long run, but it'll definitely help them clean up their mess.
2: That's exactly it. It might not fix the past problems, but it might fix it cute going forward. Yep. Uh,
1: in some Google uh, Google shutdown news, another Discord music bot has been shut down by Google. Uh, we talked about this when Groovy got shut down. Now Rhythm, the next music bot, has been hit. And again, same reasons... They are. They, it's because they have a premium membership that you can pay for. I'm. If you, I'm gonna say this right now. If you're, a, if you have a Discord Music Box, can't end those premiums. End them because you're not. You're gonna get shut down if you keep it up.
2: Yeah, were, were we using Rhythm for? We were for using Groovy.
1: We were using Groovy for our D&D. That. And. Uh, we had to kill it, uh but no, we're using. I, I, we're using. We're not using rhythm, but I don't want to say what we're using because Google might listen to this and like, oh, we got a boys.
2: No, you're not getting us, Google. You get out of our pockets and out of our heads. We're sticking with our bot. You, you can just fuck right off and let us play Dungeons and Dragons like real people. Uh, but
1: <laughs> but if but like I said, if you uh, are some creators for these Discord music bots, and you are. Offering a premium service, stop, stop right now, end it. Maybe do a cup. I, I wouldn't say do refunds, but like end that premium service and just make it all one thing that's free. Because then they'll leave you the fuck alone. It's a good idea.
2: Listen to this, man.
1: <laughs> I'm speaking wisdom right now. I'm speaking pr- hard truth. That uh, your capitalism ways are not the way. <laughs>
2: mm Quit being so greedy. Listen to listen to Game Lounge Tony's bitten truths. Left, right, and center.
1: Exactly.
2: I'm picking up what you're putting down, bud. <laughs> um, in
1: more legal news, a lot of legal shit happened this week. Um, Ex-Bungie composer Marty O'Donnell has been ordered to pay Bungie nearly $100,000 in legal fees. Uh, He was found in contempt of court after distributing music. He was ordered to return to Bungie in 2014.
2: It's a lot of dollars.
1: It's a lot of dollars. That's U.S. dollars, so that's even more Canadian.
2: Oh, my God. That's like hundreds of million Canadian dollars. (laughs) Wow.
1: (laughs) Dang, that's a lot of loonies.
2: That's a lot of loonies right there. That's still, like, even if we're talking toonies, it's a lot of toonies, too. That's currency up here. Anyone in the States who's listening, toonies are a real thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a loon on them. <laughs> oh, wait, do. no, 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 no. They, yeah, that, they have, two. Th- they they
2: two, have... of the polar bear. Wait, no, Oh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah.
1: I got my coins mixed up. Oh, oh gosh, Toonies. darn.
2: Loonies should have two loons, would make more sense. Yeah,
1: the Taloony. We have the Loony and the Taloony.
2: And the Taloony. <laughs> Taloony tunes.
1: <laughs> Taloonie. tunes. <laughs> um. In Undertale esque news, Deltarune, the successor game of Undertale that developed by Toby Fox, finally dropped chapter two of the game. The first chapter was released back in 2018. So, Deltarune chapter two is now out. It was a surprise to everybody.
2: Was there any like build up to it, or just all of a sudden they're like, here's another one almost four years later, enjoy.
1: Yeah, I mean people have been waiting for it. I know that much. Uh, but I never I haven't I haven't heard a lot about Deltarune honestly. But people are excited for it. People are playing it. People are happy.
2: Absolutely, but like I've been waiting for Game of Thrones book 6 or 7 <laughs> for like ever and that's still not out. I'm pretty sure it's 6. I think it's 6. Yeah. For the Winds right. of Winter and yet pfft. Where's that in my life? I don't know. George R.R. Martin, start doing something for your books before you die. It drives me crazy. So I'm glad. I'm glad that they got what they Yo, need. Yo, what,
1: what's gonna come out? What's gonna come out next? Uh, Elden Ring or jo- the, the next Fi- Song of Ice and Fire?
2: <sighs> Honestly, <laughs> we're probably gonna see four more Matrix movies until we see the next <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire. If I'm being honest. <laughs> okay you heard it here first folks <laughs> oh, fuck uh
1: we're laughing but like it's kind of bad because our next news is actually kind of sad um minecraft uh former youtuber turned streamer uh toasty is his current name but a lot of people probably know him better as controversial youtuber Bashiverse has passed away from COVID 19 uh, Brandon Asher, he was 36 and started facing complications with COVID, which turned into pneumonia, and he passed away in hospital.
2: Scary stuff out there.
1: It is scary stuff. And uh, as he was doing that, he did say in his, like, some of his last tweets to go get the vaccine. I couldn't
2: agree with him more. Get your jabs. Get your get jabs, man. Get protect, protect yourself.
1: Uh, on the topic of Minecraft, going from the sad end to the more up, Uptight up up t- up uptight up uh upbeat. That's the word.
2: Upbeat. That's how no words work.
1: A group of Minecraft builders is recreating the entire Star Wars Galaxy planet by planet.
2: Okay, hold on. Is this the same group that just did all of Middle Earth? Yes. That I just saw that online and was blown away. They're capacity of doing turth minis- uh, was amazing. I was just... It was like, what, a that?
1: one-to-one scale that they did that as well, right?
2: Yeah. Like, brick by brick.
1: Yeah, same team. They've already, according to the report that I read, they've completed two planets. Uh, Tatooine, because it's pretty uh, barren, and uh,
2: Coruscant, I believe. See, they're going to get some, uh, some trouble when they start heading to, like, Kashyyyk. Oh yeah, I think, I think things look a little tricky when you hit Kashyyyk, but maybe that's just me. I've honestly, I don't tell anyone this, but I've never played Minecraft. But I don't know how hard it is to build a tree in Minecraft. I assume you would just plant a seed and just wait.
0: But well, I you see, that's how you buying.
1: get a vanilla tree. Like people make custom trees. Like you're like the things people can do with Minecraft is crazy, man. Might have to watch some videos. You you, sh- you really should. There's some really cool, like, just, like, time-lapse buildings,
2: building videos. They're so cool to watch. See, I would be interested in that. I would watch a time-lapse building video. I watch time-lapse building videos of actual buildings being built. I'd probably enjoy the same thing yeah. know, with Minecraft. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um,
1: In China news, Chinese players of Life is Strange True Colors are currently review-bombing the game because of a single thing that the game features a Tibetan flag
2: oh and so they're just they're, they're, yeah
1: they're they're they're, they're like they, they're done with it yeah
2: and honestly that's not good for the game because it's, it's not good but that's again a large it is population
1: it is but it's also it's also China so Eh... <laughs> I think I don't think anything else needs to be said. I
2: think that just kind of says it all.
1: Yeah. Uh, one last thing that happened uh, today, the day of recording this, which is the Friday, THQ Nordic had their 10th anniversary showcase hosted. Surprisingly, hosted by Jeff Keighley. He was there. I was not expecting Jeff Keighley to be there, but he was there. Uh, where they got to show off a couple of new games that are going to be coming out in the future. They didn't give specific dates. Uh, but they showed off one, two, three, four, five, six, about eight trailers. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys what they showed off. They started off with Destroy All Humans 2 reprobed. I've been
2: waiting for this game since I was like 12. Really? Destroy All Humans 2? Are you kidding me? I, pl- I played Destroy All Humans growing up when I used to go to a blockbuster and rent an Xbox. Oh, wow. Yeah, so this makes me very excited. This is the first I'm hearing about this.
1: So this is, so. Uh, they, as you, as we all know, they did an HD remaster of the first game, and while there, well, there is like a Destroy All Humans 1 and 2, they are now remastering the second game as well. Well, that's very exciting. It's hugely exciting. The trailer was pretty cool too. I've never played a Destroy All Humans game, but it look, they look like a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, it's just aliens killing humans. It's very Yeah, fun. exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, we then got a trailer for Outcast. Two, a new beginning. Now the first Outcast came out in 1999, And it's now getting a sequel almost 22 years later.
2: Well, I played Outcast a bit of it. It was a PlayStation free game not too long ago, so I downloaded it. It's like, hey, let's see what this is all about. It's freaky. It's oh, what well, you're thinking you might be out. you're thinking Outlast. Oh. I think. Yeah, I'm probably thinking something different. You think, oh, that. You're
1: thinking of like a first-person horror game, correct?
2: Yep, 110.
1: Yeah, so that's Outlast. This is Outcast. You're actually it's another space game. You're on this alien planet. You're is it a Outcast
2: with a K. No, nope, that's no, the band. that's
1: the band. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Outcast with a C. You play as a essentially like a super soldier who gets warped to an alien planet. You get lost on an alien planet in the first game. And Essentially, the same thing happens, and now you're fighting evil robots to protect this planet and its alien species.
2: Can I just say one thing? They should have gotten Andre 3000 to play the main <laughs> character in the. Well, new no, option. it's the
1: same main character from the original 99 game. So,
2: well, then a side character bringing a new. That, side I mean, that character would be that would be Andre 3000.
1: That would be funny, but I don't know if the developers have that much money to get Andre 3000.
2: So you started GoFundMe and built started a super. Started GoFundMe too, and that wasn't good, so.
1: Uh, uh, we then got a couple uh other games that are kind of like TTS or strategy games. Uh, we have Expeditions Rome, uh, Superpower Three, uh, and Jagged Alliance Three. Um, there's a we got a trailer for Elex Two, which looked interesting, and then we got a racing game M- uh, Motocross Motorcross versus ATV Legends. Oh, that was it. I I I, I, I thought there was a number there. No, it's just M Moto- X versus ATV Legends. And then they ended the show back in the two thousands. T H Q back when it was like just T H Q. They did a lot of Nickelodeon games. Like they were the people, the publisher for all like the Nickelodeon games that came out. Recently, they remastered SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, and now on the same engine that they did SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom, rehydrated the remaster. We are getting, and we don't know really know what the game is aside from Spongebob possibly doing, like, a multiverse, going into, like, the multiverse of Spongebob's, or, like, time travel, essentially. We have Spongebob Squarepants' The Cosmic Shake. Okay. And the trailer's great, because the trailer, throughout the entire trailer, like, it starts, like, with the Nickelodeon logo comes in. It has Plankton playing the keyboard with the down, da da down, 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 down. down, <laughs> down, down, down. And then in the Band Geek's uniforms, out comes the cast of Spongebob performing Sweet Victory throughout the entire trailer.
2: And that's all we know about it. Well, no, they all,
1: during, as the song goes on, you kind of see Spongebob and the characters getting sucked through these, like, Time to like portals and they end up in different like scenarios. Like, you have the caveman era SpongeBob, there's an air, there's one portal takes them. SpongeBob's his snail form from the Halloween episode, uh, him and his karate gear on like a movie set. It, it's we don't really know a lot of details, but it looks cool,
2: it's pretty interesting. And the actually.
1: fact that it's going to be done in I'm what looks like the same engine as Rehydrated. Has me thinking this is going to be like a successor type game to Battle for Bikini Bottom, which would be really
2: cool for a second when you said like it might have been carrying on and being more and stuff. I thought it was going to be like SpongeBob going through all Nickelodeon like universes, kind of that would of be cool.
1: The but they have done that with uh Nicktoons Unite with uh SpongeBob, Danny Phantom, Jimmy Neutron, and Fairly Odd Parents,
2: okay. So I gotta I gotta get up to date on my Nickelodeon games, is what I'm hearing.
1: You definitely should. There are some there are some gems and then there's some
2: toilet. Yeah, the toilet games are always the ones that are most fun because then then I can just get really baked and listen to it and have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> and play and just turn my brain off. It's my favorite thing to do, just turning my brain off. It's on all the time. I don't need it that much.
1: In the world of TCG, in Pokemon uh, Fusion strike the next pack releases November 12th and uh currently there's a Pokemon illustration contest that will be uh, starting in October uh for Japan and the first for the first time the United States of America October 13th to january 31st 2022 you can submit your art to the Pokemon company and potentially win uh five thousand dollars. In cash, and uh, your art featured as a promo card.
2: Okay, that's huge.
1: That yeah, it's, it's huge because this is the first time they're bringing it to the U.S. They've done it in Japan a lot. This is their very first time they brought this to the U.S. So if you're an artist, uh, the theme there is a theme is called the the theme is the Daily Life of Pokemon. So basically, draw an art that you would want to see on a Pokemon card for your favorite Pokemon or just a Pokemon that you can draw, and submit it, and you could win five thousand dollars and get featured. And according to like some of the uh, some people that I've talked to, Pokemon they've like hired artists through these contests before. Like even the non-winners,
2: like non-winners, they have hired. There's talented people out there, and if I've learned anything just from being on Twitter and following like D and D groups or just just fan art groups. There's talented people everywhere, and to make this available for Pokemon, you're blowing it out of the water to have that going straight to Nintendo. Like, I know it's your podcast and anything, Tony, but if you were to draw one to submit, what Pokemon would you do?
1: Oh, God. Uh, I would probably draw something simple. I think I would do Diglett.
2: Okay, just like a Bass Diglett. Not not Duck Trio, just a Diglett. Just a Diglett.
1: Just a Diglett. Simple, I don't know. I Maybe do something like, uh, I don't know. I I, I don't know. Daily Life of Pokemon. Maybe like a Diglett enjoying some berries.
2: I like that. I like that a lot. That's what I would do. What about you? What would you draw? If I had any sort of drawing skills that wasn't stick figures or like the same cartoon face that I draw all the time, I would 110% do an Arcanine. Ooh! And, yeah, I would do an Arcanine sitting on top of like a mountain, watching the sunset. Yo, that's cool. You You, know what you could all you could add like
1: a little Growlithe puppy. It's like Simba.
2: Oh, you would have like you would have two Growlithe puppies. One next to him, one kind of like napping on the other side, and one like climbing like up on his back. And Arkanine yeah.
0: staring like, right would be in cool. the distance
2: with like a Moltres. Flying, and I know this for a card, but man, well, that would if, be you, if
1: you if you look at like some of the artwork of like recent cards, there's like some really cool shit on
2: them now. And it's like it's not just the one Pokemon, eh? It's like it's extensive. Yeah, so yeah, have a have a Moltres going through the distance, right? Or a Ho Oh flying through the sky. Like I kind of stop around third gen for my major Pokemon knowledge personally because that was when I kind of sort of grew out of it to an extent. I'm more intrigued to get into the new upcoming game, to be honest. But
1: oh, Brilliant Diamond is Shining Pearl.
2: Yeah, right. Or when Legends that's like, Arceus, because there's
1: because it's both, both the of
2: those. One those that the you two. can play that's like Pokemon Red and Blue, where you like go through and you. okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, Le- uh, Shining Diamond, Brilliant Shining Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. God.
2: Yes. Yeah. But but again, that's that's what I would do. But yeah, straight up watching a sunset, and yeah, like on top of on top of Pride Rock and and you've got like I I wouldn't even want a Pokemon. Just give me Rafiki holding up a growly <laughs> make <you> right there. <laughs> exactly. Boom. Done. Uh in the world of in the world of
1: Yu-Gi-Oh Uh there's something cool coming. So for the 20th, 25th anniversary, there's Kaiba set coming out. Now this Kaiba set is coming with the Kaiba briefcase. And in the briefcase, there's some card packs you can open up. But it's also got this little thing that goes in the middle of it. And uh, have you watched uh, the first episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, Sean?
2: I watched some Yu-Gi-Oh growing up. Um, I, I didn't get as into it as I did with Pokemon and Digimon, but I did watch some Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes.
1: Um, so if you if you rec- if you can recall the first episode, if you remember when Kaiba walks into, uh grandpa yugi's grandpa's card shop he has that briefcase full of cards Mm -hmm. same type style of briefcase except instead of having like a bunch of cards it's only got three cards in the middle of it and it's his three blue eyes white dragons okay it uh it's just really cool looking i i like it a lot uh you can currently pre-order that uh they'll start sorry you can't uh well actually yeah by the time you're listening to this you can pre-order it september 21st to october 31st is the pre-order window so if you want to grab it go go on and grab it there's a lot of other cars that'll come with but uh that's you're you're basically pre-ordering a kaiba corp suitcase which is hilarious it's i i find that so funny
2: it's a badass suitcase
1: it really is or a briefcase because it's it's the small one. It's the one that you can carry on your hand. Anyway, uh, we also have the Cyberstrike Structure Deck coming October 14th, the Legendary Duelist Synchro Storm coming October 29th, the Burst of Destiny and Grand Creators Box on November 3rd, Hidden Arsenal Chapter 1 on January 28th, the Karibo Collection Accessories on February 10th, and the Speed Duel GX Duel Academy set on February 25th for Yu-Gi-Oh! And in Magic: The Gathering, Innistrad Midnight Hunt, the, that set is currently available online with Magic: The Gathering Arena right now, uh, and the full or you can just get the cards online, and the full release is happening this week on September twenty fourth. And Innistrad Crimson Vow, you'll be able to get that online on November eleventh, with the full release on November nineteenth. And in the world of board game news, we have an accessory. It's called the Lax Racks. It's a shelf attachment. If you know those boring IKEA box shelves, well, this is going to spice those up for your board games as it basically creates shelves within your shelves so you can put... you don't have to stack your board games on top of each each other so that you can each have their own little individual shelf unit. It's kind of cool. It's currently in its Kickstarter phase. That's very interesting. That's intriguing. And that's the week in review. And... Moving on from that, it's time to talk about the games that are coming out this week! Here's what should be on your radar from September 20th to 26th.
0: From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. And on the Monday, we don't have any games coming out.
1: But on Tuesday, Kena Bridge of Spirits comes out for the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC, a huge game that people have been excited for ever since they showed it off cool art style looks like a really cool game so that's coming out sheltered 2 makes its way to the pc world war z aftermath comes out on everything world war z is on which is everything but the switch and you get early access to lost judgment if you've pre-ordered the game on the digital deluxe edition or higher on wednesday pokemon unite comes to mobile and test drive unlimited solar crown comes to everything on Thursday, Diablo 2 Resurrected comes to the PC. Ember comes to the PS4, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mech Warrior 5 Mercenaries comes to the PS4 and PS5. Sable comes to the Xboxes and the PC. Keo comes to the PC, and Medieval Dynasty also comes to the PC. On Friday, Death Stranding Director's Cut comes to the PlayStation 5. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot makes its way to the Switch. And Lost Judgment comes to the PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Series X, and Xbox One. And those are the games coming out. It's a bunch of games. It's a bunch of games. I'm excited because I pre-ordered Lost Judgment. And I am so excited for Lost Judgment,
2: man. Yeah, what are you most excited about it for? Oh, well,
1: so so Lost Judgment is a sequel to 2018's Judgment, which is a spin-off series for Ryu Gagatoku Studios' Yakuza franchise. Okay, yep, yep, I know that franchise. Yeah, it's a spin-off series where instead of playing as a Yakuza, you're playing as a lawyer-turned-detective. And it's, uh, it's got everything you love about Yakuza. Uh, you got Kamurocho in its full HD, but also, we get to return to Yokohama, which is great, because... Uh, the big difference between uh, Like a Dragon and the, all the other Yakuza games is Like a Dragon is an RPG. It, and it does a great job at it, but this time you kind of get to experience uh, Yokohama and do the beat 'em em up uh, style that the Yakuza games are, which is really great. And I'm so excited for this, man.
2: I'm super, super excited. Just punching, just beating up, punching, kicking, all that stuff. Oh, yeah. And solving mysteries like a detective.
1: Oh yep, yeah. That yeah, you there. There's a huge. If you want to get into this, I, I, play the first Judgment. If you have never played, like even if you've never played a Yakuza game, play the first Judgment game because you don't need any prior knowledge of Yakuza to play this. Play the first Judgment, and if you like it, grab Lost Judgment because it, it's gonna be worth your time. I'm so I'm super excited for this game. And uh, those are the games coming out this week. Now. It's time for us to talk some big, hard-hitting topics that we got this week. Here's what we're talking about this week in the Game Lounge.
0: Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge.
1: And to kick us off, uh, do you want to intro our first topic, Sean?
2: Oh, I would love to. Uh... So if I'm not mistaken, the first topic is is we're gonna talk about the big PlayStation announcements, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. We're 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 talking we're talking Wolverine, we're talking Spider-Man 2, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, and we're talking, oh baby. We're talking God of War Ragnarok.
1: Oh yes, uh, so last week on the podcast we briefly covered the PlayStation showcase which is essentially their E3 show for the year because they didn't have an E3 show this year. They've backed out of E3 entirely now. They PlayStation and Sony are not going to be at E3 anymore.
2: Because COVID? Well, was this well, to start well no, COVID they, no, they just, just start this was even general. before
1: COVID that they announced this, actually. The year that they announced The Last of Us 2, that was their last year.
2: Interesting. Yeah. I've learned something today.
1: Yeah, they will not be at E3s anymore, so they're doing their own thing on a separate day in the year still, though, because, you know, you kind of have to.
2: It makes sense. And we covered it last week. They have big enough titles.
1: Yes. Uh, And we covered it last week, and my God, what a show. My Mm -hmm. God, what a show.
2: It's crazy. There were some crazy titles. Titles I've been excited about.
1: And I think the first one we're going to start is we'll start with the Marvel Bunch. Because there are four hu- huge Marvel games coming out within, like, the next year. Next year or two. We have the Guardians of the Galaxy game, developed by uh, Eidos Montreal.
2: I am super excited for this game. I'm excited to play Star-Lord. I'm excited to see how they incorporate everyone. And just having a f- brand new, fresh Topic because when it comes to guardians, it, it gets overdone a little bit because no one knows so much about their their backstory. To have this fresh topic that's not telltale, yes, that's not you know old like that's not movie based. To just go straight, let's create it. Let's let's make our own.
1: It's very much like it's it's good because it plays like, to a lot of like the characters that are like very like in the comics that you don't see in the movies. Like you have the talking dog which is super cute cuz he's also wearing a space suit. Right? <laughs> yeah, you actually Cosmos? I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that was the name. I know they said it in the trailer I'm like, "Oh, it's a puppy." Cuz that's all I see cuz I'm like this, I see a I see a dog and I'm just like
2: puppy. Yeah, I saw I saw there's a good boy. There's a good boy right there.
1: You have I th- you have I think it's like an. I don't know if it's an original villain or if it's like a book a villain from the comics but you have the villain and you have like a bunch even though designs are like more based off of their uh comics a
2: little bit yeah there are definitely some uh some comic designs topic look it's not straight to it like drax looks a lot more like not that dave de bautista isn't a great drax but it's like it's makes you very happy. So the Guardians game I'm really looking forward to and and granted that wasn't like one of the bigger announcements. You got to see a new trailer from it, but uh there's some new like gameplay from it, but it's exciting that it's coming out. I'm looking forward to it. With the success Marvel Games have had recently.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um then we got the two two games that it's and it's is working on both of them. And if the first, the second one is like, obviously Insomniac's working on the second one, but the first one that we're going to talk about right here,
2: that came out of left field. No one, no one saw this coming and, and no one knew what it was. Yeah. No <laughs> one knew what, what it was until the you end know, of the trailer. Like, it's just
1: like, we see, we see Marvel and we see Insomniac and we're like, oh, Spider-Man. No, no, we're in a bar. I'm like, no, this is this can't be Spider-Man. We're in a bar. Why the hell would we be in a bar? We're in a
2: bar and there's blood everywhere. Spider-Man, you're not seeing the blood everywhere. And then the second you hear the shing and the animanium blades. Come out of the man's fist. It's just like, oh my fucking God, it's Wolverine. Like, pardon my French, and this this might be a, a a little too grotesque for the viewership, but God damn did I get hard. (laughs) i was so excited i can't wait to slice and dice in a legit marvel's wolverine game and get out there and play as logan james howlett whoever you want to be i want to fuck shit up with wolverine
1: i feel i feel like it'll probably be logan like it makes sense that it would be Logan. He is yeah, like he'll the... probably
2: start out using the James Howland name, like Logan James Howlett. It's the same person. Oh, right? Okay, that's the big thing with Wolverine. is his his birth name was James Howlett. He, he took on Logan.
1: Oh, you see, I'm not a, I'm not as big as a Marvel geek as you are, so I did not know that actually.
2: Yeah, so it's uh, it's not that there's two different Wolverines. If you're going to talk about two different Wolverines, then you're talking X twenty three and you're talking Logan. Right. So I'm just excited to see it. It's gonna it's probably gonna start taking off taking place in, in Canada. You're gonna I if they don't have Sabretooth, I'll be mad. I'll I will be I will be visibly angry unless they tease him for the second Wolverine and build up to that. But I am very, very excited for this I'm game. definitely
1: excited to see more trailers for this game when they do eventually come. Once you see some gameplay, especially yeah. gameplay, especially because I feel like, like what Spider-Man did, like Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man game took a lot. Like the combat is very good and it took a lot. And they kind of learned a lot from the Batman Arkham games. I feel.
2: Oh, absolutely. they learned a lot And from so I feel like just
1: Wolverine game. with like that type of combat is going to work super well.
2: Oh, 100%. I think it's going to work great and the combat's going to be great, but it sets it apart because Wolverine doesn't swing around. Spider Man swings around. Yeah. Batman can swing around. All that shit. But you don't get that with Wolverine. You get on the ground, you get taking excessive amounts of damage. I want to see him get like a side part of his body, like blast it off and watch it just sort of come back just reanimate like oh i'm so i'm so excited to see the way insomniac goes with this
1: yes absolutely and i think the
2: actual fighting part is gonna be like i i think it'll be unlike any game we've seen before i think it'll be similar to batman and similar to spider-man but so much more gruesome batman plays it off like oh you're not really killing them Spider-Man plays it off the same way. You can't do that with Wolverine. The only Fox R rated movie until besides Deadpool that they ever did was Logan. And it was brutal. And they have to keep this going. They can't they've done that with Logan. You can't take that step back now. You are gonna be shedding blood. You are gonna be like chopping off jaws. Not faces, jaws. <laughs> like it's, I'm very, I'm very excited for this one. We'll get into Spider-Man 2 next. Spider-Man 2. And again, it was, it was similar. You didn't see too much. We didn't there see too much. much. We saw Spidey
1: fighting. We saw Miles fighting. The one thing I did notice, Miles looks like he has a new type of electricity with him.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Uh, he's got that added on. And I've, I've played, a. you know what? Everyone, internet, just blast me all you want. I I haven't fully played through Miles Morales yet. I've wanted to. I loved Spider Man. I haven't fully played through Miles Morales. I now amazing. I have, and I will say this: crazy, right? I heard it's awesome. Oh, it's it is awesome. It's so good.
1: The fucking the electricity powers are cool. The fucking Spider Cat.
2: Um, it's cool shit. It's so cool. It's it's great. But now we're like. My my question is now that you have both of them at the same time, both being Spider-Man now, how how are you gonna jump around? Is it gonna be, you know, you're gonna play certain missions with one? Or are you able to jump back and forth depending?
1: I feel like I feel like what they might do is like open world stuff, you can play as either Peter or Miles. And then when it comes to the story, it'll be like you are you like with the story missions. There'll be there are Peter missions and there are Miles missions. How they might do it is they might have like two core corresponding like story waypoints at a time where you, you where you progress Peter's story up to a certain point and then Miles, and then
2: every so often they'll like intertwine and then you continue like that. Hundred percent, and right when when and that's what I was kind of thinking. And that just takes that takes a huge book out of GTA. Absolutely. And, yeah, they're like a big page of GTA and and just being like, oh yeah, so right now you're paying a blah blah blah. I can't remember their names right now.
1: Uh Trevor Michael Trevor, Michael, and Franklin.
2: Yes, Trevor, you're you're doing this Michael mission. And you can run around and be whichever one you want, but in order to further pro- progress, you need to be here. So it's it's literally aside from, you know having sex with hookers and killing them, it's like taking Grand <laughs> of Dotto and tossing it into the Marvel universe. Like it's changing things up. And it's, uh, I think it's exciting. And just the reveal, I'm not going to lie, when I first saw the trailer, I thought it was going to be like a lot more Kraven. I know Craven wasn't Spider Man. I thought we were leaning up. The to first, that. The, like, the first
1: Spider Man? Craven wasn't
2: in the first Spider Man game. Who am I thinking? What Spider Man? Because he did, Spider Man has played, a, battled Kraven in a game. It might have been one of the older games. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't Marvel Spider-Man. Craven was not in that one. There was one I played. Regardless, I thought it was leading up to Kraven. However,
1: how? Yeah, it, it's also. It, it, I thought you kind of think that too because the narrator sounds. He's, got, they, that he's got
2: that accent that Craven would have. A hundred percent, and that's what I thought. And so when you look
1: looking down that dark alleyway in the trailer, you're like, oh, it's going to show off Kraven. No, 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 no. Who speaks up? But Mister Potential. Now. My
2: question is, is this Eddie Brock, or is this Harry Osborn? Is it Eddie Brock? Is it Harry Osborn? There's so many options. But it's Venom, nonetheless. Right? Are they going to go... Could it possibly be Agent Venom?
1: I'm thinking... Here's my thought in this. I think it's Harry Osborn. With how they teased... Spoiler alert. With how they teased at the ending of the first Spider-Man game with Harry being in that test tube and... Essentially, the symbiote being
2: around him, I think it's Harry Osborn. It would make the most sense. It would. But it doesn't mean you're not going to see Eddie Brock.
1: No, but what if this also means we might get Green Goblin as well? Because it's like, I have to stop my son from doing this, you know, and the only way I can do this is by fighting some illegal drugs and stuff, and so time to put on the goblin mask. (laughs)
2: And then are we going to see a goblin and Spider-Man team up? Like, if that happens... Psh, that would be cool. Mind blasted. Like, you could a 100% see that if could, they're going so much that Wrote with it.
1: I feel like the one thing that might happen is Rhino might have a cameo as, like, the first boss again. Because they just can't get him back to the arc. <laughs> The raft. It's called the raft.
2: Yeah, the raft.
1: Still, it'd be fun. It'd be funny because right, they 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 did a good job with Alexi in the game. Um, There's one more Marvel game. It wasn't shown off in the PlayStation Show, but I did want to hear your opinion on this, as it was showed off um, at a presentation earlier, and that's Marvel's Midnight Suns.
2: Yeah, I saw that. Um, Well, I saw you kind of mention it. I don't know too much about the Marvel Midnight Suns, though. So, it's a tactical role-playing game. I'm literally, don't blame me, I'm just Googling it right now. (laughs) It's like
1: a, it's using a card-based combat system, which is interesting. But I'm more intrigued by this unique cast that they have for it. Like, yeah, you have your Iron Man, you have your Captain Marvel, you have your Captain America. But then you also have Ghost Rider, Daredevil, and
2: Blade? Right. And honestly, like I, I like it. I like including those. I love having Blade in that because, well, Blade's making his MCU debut soon, so you're, you're bringing it back. You're not like you're you're bringing Wesley Snipes out of the out of the gutter and and it looks like he's yeah based on blade but he looks a lot like wesley snipes in this game i'm seeing wesley snipes looking blade and i am pumped i think that could be a lot of fun and i think i i don't know if it's a game i'm gonna jump at immediately but it's one that'll intrigue me it's one i'll watch the trailers to leading up i've never been a huge card based video game kind of person aside from like Pokemon Trading guard Game when <laughs> that was on Nintendo's on well, my Game Boy but the other big thing about this game is you're you
1: play as like essentially a custom hero and your villain is your mother. What? You yeah, the villain of, the villain of the game is your mother. It's your, mo- it's your mother. It's, 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 it's your mother. It's your mother, Marty. She's evil. It's your mother, Marty.
2: You gotta take. You gotta take her down, Marty. It's your mother. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that that kind of covers the Marvel block of the PlayStation. And then we get to the Star Wars block where I don't think anybody... I, don't, I wasn't expecting this. I don't know if there were reports or, or rumors. But Knights of the Old Republic is getting a remake exclusively to PS5.
2: I think that will be awesome. I played Knights of the Old Republic when I was younger. And in my opinion, and in many Star Wars game fan opinions, it is... The greatest Star Wars game that's ever been made.
1: As a guy who's never played it, I agree with that because of just the amount of support I see for this game. Like, when you go around and you ask somebody about Star Wars games, that's like one of three that'll be brought up. The other two being the Force Unleashed duo and Lego Star Wars.
2: I love Lego Star Wars so much.
1: Dude, I'm excited <laughs> for the Skywalker saga.
2: Right. The whole thing. But uh, Knights of the Old Republic actually makes me very happy. Because again, it's one of those games that was out when I was younger. I, I rented a PlayStation and I played this game. I never beat it because I would get yelled at if I stayed up until four in the morning playing video games. But I, I had fun with it. I, I really enjoyed it, but it's been so long since I've touched it that I will most definitely be getting this game just to bring back that sense of a little bit of nostalgia for a game that had completely sort of been forgotten about in my life. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. But not as much as as I'm looking forward to the next one we're about to talk about. Yeah.
1: uh, The end of the show. Uh, with probably the big the big thing that people were waiting for, God of War Ragnarok. Oh my God! So here's the thing, and here's the thing. I know that you've told me multiple times to play this game, the, play the first God of War, uh, the first God of War, like God of War PS4. Yes, I still haven't, but it is on PlayStation now for free.
2: See, and it's on it's it's on PlayStation now for free. And if there's a game that you want to try to platinum, there's so much that goes into it. But it's got the perfect open world concept after and I feel like it's such a Tony game. I, I you see here's the thing I want to but lost judgment comes out on
1: Tuesday man. <sighs> then you got lots of times so you just download it and you wait. yeah I mean it's on PlayStation now so it's a timed it's timed it's in its rotation currently so I don't know if I'll have enough time to get it before it's gone again and then wait. Uh, basically, uh, look, I will play it. I will play it soon, but the other thing part the part the completionist to me is like I do wanna play the other God of War games because I still haven't played the other God of War
2: games either. See, those were well, this is probably my favorite game series. Of all time. God of War. I remember going to a friend's place. He was like, oh, you got to check out this game. It's pretty cool. And, like, this was when we were skipping school in high school. So I went to his apartment across the street. And, yeah, I was hooked. The second you started killing the Hydra in the first... Three minutes of the game, I I was done. I was in on every God of War from then on. I was so pumped when they released the PlayStation 4 God of War. Now, this one's coming out like, this is my reason for getting a PlayStation 5.
1: Yes, and that's this is another thing I do want to add. This whole PlayStation show focused on games that were coming out to the PlayStation 5 essentially almost exclusively. That's huge. What they showed off is going to boost PlayStation 5 sales. If they weren't already boosted enough for just like how rare they are to find, people are going to get these consoles. And I hope that PlayStation realizes this and they fucking mass-produce, start mass-producing these things.
2: So I don't have to go on a wait list just to get one. So I can walk in to a random EB Games and just be like, I want that. And they can be like, okay, take it. And I'll be like, this is reckless spending, but I'm gonna do it because that's (laughs) what I almost did earlier this year. And I'm glad I didn't. I went and I bought a laptop. I bought about five D and D books and I almost bought a PlayStation five. (laughs) <laughs> and I didn't because I wasn't able to. And I'm glad that I didn't. Now, looking back on my poor life decisions, do I regret having those things? No, I have a phenomenal computer. I have great d d books that I'm writing my own campaign with. But if I had a PlayStation 5 right now, I'm like, it would not change my life at all. But in the future, it will. I will get a PlayStation 5 for Wolverine and I will get a PlayStation 5 For God of War, specifically God of War Ragnarok, because Kratos is one of my all time favorite game characters I have ever played as. And he's just got such a great story arc. He is such. is so well written. Everything about those games are well done. And yeah, did they. were the original ones very here to there, what's the word, like, straightforward kind of thing. Like, there's no running around or anything. There wasn't as much running around. It's now open world, but it didn't stop me from falling in love with every little thing that had to do with it. Like, this is this this is the stuff that really got me into deep playing video games, aside from Tony Hawk.
1: <laughs> what I suspect... I suspect that for specifically for God of War Ragnarok,
2: I feel like we might see a special edition PS5. I hope so. I hope we get one that's covered in runes. And ones that are covered in runes that when deciphered, actually, like, they don't give away anything, but it's like little Easter eggs, you know? Like, shit... It's going all the way back to the first God of War when Kratos is standing on top of a cliff and you think he's falling to his death and then you get to play the whole game and then all of a sudden, boom, you get to finally get to the end and see what happens after forever hours of gameplay. Like, I remember when God of War 3 came out, I got myself a bottle of scotch and a big bag of weed and I sat in front of my TV and I played all of the first two from beginning to end. And then I played three. Holy shit. That was, that was glorious. I, I took days off work for this. <laughs> hey, I was practically injecting full throttles into my forearms. Like some kind of junkie. It was wild. <laughs> my God. But that's what it took. Those were those were my games, and honestly, there are still times where, if I wanted to go back, I will pull out my PlayStation Three, and I will play those games, even if just on easy, just so I can just power through the story because I love the story so much, and it had been so long since I played it, and I'm not like one of those expert gamers and be like, I'm gonna play it on ultra mode every single time on God mode, and I'm still gonna beat it in like three and a half four hours. That doesn't happen. I'll play it on easy and I'll do that. But
1: <laughs> um, Anything else you want to add about the uh, PlayStation 5 games?
2: Not too much. Just the one thing I do want to add is, again, when it comes to God of War, I love that we actually got gameplay. We haven't gotten a trailer, but we got gameplay with it. That made a huge difference for me on this one, where you get to see story and cinematics, but you also get to see in-game action. You don't often get that with initial trailers. Yeah, It was one of the few games uh, in the show that they
1: showed some gameplay. I think the other ones that they did that for were that Project Eve game that they showed off, which looks like a hybrid of Bayonetta and something else that's on the tip of my tongue. And um, t- uh, Ghostwire, Tokyo. Okay. Uh, but yeah, lo- they look cool. And uh,
2: the only other thing I will add about PlayStation is I'm excited for next year's announcement now when I I'm going to call it right now. They're going to be releasing another Uncharted featuring Nate Drake's daughter and it will be Uncharted 5. Yeah, you know what? I can see that. Calling it now. The way they left it, there's Nate Drake might come back in to help, but Nate, Nathan Drake becomes the Sully. Exactly. And his daughters, mm, I'm so pumped. But it's gonna happen. I'm calling it right now next one, next big like naughty dog in general they're gonna have is gonna be another Uncharted. And not like Uncharted, the one with Lost Legacy. The two girls. Yeah, Lost Legacy. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was the first open world one they had to that extent. But it wasn't Drake. Gimme give gimme give a Drake, please
1: alrighty this
2: is, that's all I ask please honey dog alright honey dog cool. you
1: heard it here first we want a tiny dragon as our protagonist
2: I hope he's so happy <laughs> tiny dragon
1: well, that is what a drake is
2: drake is a tiny dragon 100% <laughs> let me check my monster manual let me check sure my monster right. manual
1: make sure he's able to climb these walls correctly
2: yeah exactly
1: <laughs> um, with that it's time for us to move on to our second topic of the day. And we're talking Madden Twenty Two, kind of just the the Madden formula, and which kind of equivalents to the yearly sports game formula. It's true. It's just,
2: it, and we bring up Madden, but it also falls under NHL, NHL NLB, NBA, Two K, NBA, FIFA. Exactly. You're you're playing. You're you're paying eighty dollars a year for a roster update. To get generally a roster update. Exactly. You can still. You can still get those players further on, but you're not getting you're not getting the exact Madden ratings. You're not getting all that other stuff. And that does add to it. And that's why people go back because when I like fuck, I I pitched out to get Madden twenty two. I got twenty one last year. It's not much different. I still have just as much fun playing it, but now I can play as my running back, Najee Harris. Now I could play as Trevor Lawrence if I want, and its they're fun. Don't get me wrong, and they're little things. They change up the graphics, but gameplay itself doesn't change year after year. A whole amount. In fact, sometimes it gets worse, which drives people crazy. Like, I remember when 21 came out initially, I waited a while to get it. People were pissed because there were so many bugs. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Sports games
1: are like, I like when I hear about sports games, it's usually like super bad. Like, it's gotta be like really bad and like for me to notice. Otherwise it's like, oh yeah, it's just another yearly sports game. It's whatever.
2: See, and Madden last year wasn't great. People were pissed. There were glitches left, right, and center. And the one thing everyone was asking is like, why is this happening? We you're not changing the game that much. You're adding different modes, which sometimes the new modes are cool. This year they added one called the yard. So you can play as like you choose Five players to play as, and you had just have to go down the field and score a touchdown. But those players play every position, right? So you'll have, you don't have to have a quarterback playing quarterback. You can lateral the ball to someone else and they'll chuck it down the field. So that's fun to get into, but that's just a different take on last year's version. So. I enjoy it. I enjoy Madden because I like being able to play the single player modes in each one, the be a pro mode, the, and it just, it's fun for me as a football fan in general. That's why I get those games. And it's why I'll probably get NHL 22 as well. But for the most part, there's, there's not big differences. It's literally like, like you said before, like we talked about before roster updates you just want to see your new players making a difference
1: yeah and that's the thing we've talked about this topic multiple times on the podcast throughout all our seasons I think it usually, this topic usually comes up like once a season at least usually
2: around this time of year in the fall
1: yeah you, yeah, it is usually around this time of the year where we mostly see the roster updates I think specifically for NHL 22 when that comes out that will feature I guess the one big new thing that I'll feature is the Seattle Kraken
2: yep Seattle Kraken and their fans, the Crackheads, (laughs) with a K. Crackheads with a K, and they're playing in the Crackhouse. Let's go, baby! Let's go!
1: (laughs) Heck yeah!
2: See, and that's what it is. And and I like him. Like, granted, I never played much FIFA, but I can only assume it's the similar thing. I know that it's like
1: I know that the FIFA games, like the their audience, is hugely a lot more European. As oh, yeah, but that, again that's 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 who they're mostly that's who their prime target is obviously, there are the American soccer
2: fans I just don't know many of them. I really do not know that many i know I know quite a few and like and it comes back down to like when i watch football i pay the extra money to get the zone here in canada because it's worth it i pay twenty dollars a month and i get every nfl game and if i kept it for the year I, my my dad I actually also,
1: just got that
2: my dad just got the right? it's worth it's worth it if i'm if you people down in the states you have to pay 300 plus dollars for the season just to get nfl sunday ticket Whereas here, we pay $20 for the zone, we get every game, we get NFL uh, um, red zone, which just pretty much jumps between the big plays that are all going on, and you pay $20 a month. The season is five months max, you're maybe, at most, you're paying six, just for regular season, and you're paying what, $120? $120? to get every game as opposed to 300 plus down there. And you also get every premier league. Like we are moving far off the topic of Madden here, but it's worth it. And I like watching that. So, so that's why I like having a game to play where I can just go and play, play Madden and play as the players I'm watching as, or play the super bowl. That's coming up as now when, like when I look at this, we, we also talked about, is it worth the full $80? In my opinion, no, I don't think it's worth the full eighty dollars. But do I get it anyways? Yes, yes. That's the wish. That,
1: you see. That's the thing, and that that, it, that comes down to the more of the testament of the fans, 100%. because because I've I'm a Pokemon fan, and should we be paying that much money for the new Pokemon games, especially Sword and Shield, at launch when they were
2: not as great? No. Did I still do it? Yes exactly you're paying that much for sword and shield and you're like mm, i'm gonna play this but there's there's a good chance i might jump back and just play ruby red just for fun just because i can you can go back to the old ones and have just as much fun with the old ones as you do with the new ones if not more but you're gonna pay that money for oh that yeah one. and a lot of people will pay for the extras right a lot of people play for the special editions. Yeah, of these okay, games. okay.
1: That's one thing I do want to bring up. That of looking at every single sports game and all the special editions, there was maybe one special edition that I would get a physical copy for. And this is a physical copy. I would never do it for a digital copy special edition. I would do it for the physical because the cover was like really cool, and it was the co- I think it was like gold Kobe for one of the more recent
2: NBA games. Yeah, gold coat the the Black Mamba edition.
1: Yeah, that one because that like that was a cool looking tribute cover to Kobe, and I'm like, that's I that would be cool look that would look amazing on a shelf. And that's specifically the only reason I would get that is
2: just because of its physical appearance of how it looked. Absolutely, and this year, like you you have the special edition. Just Madden 22 is pretty much MVP, you know, MVP edition. That was their big one. But like, what does do that, that get you though? What does it get you? What, is, what more know. does this special edition add? One. I think maybe you get another avatar or something. I didn't even really look into it that much because I'm like, why do I need the full You know, I'm looking into edition. this
1: right now. I am looking into this right now because special editions are like the one thing that kind of, like, for certain games, I kind of get it because with certain games, it's like, oh, hey, you'll just get future DLC right now instead of it
2: releasing it later. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's just make, like making one. I got it right here. So, 21 MVP edition included a three-day early access.
1: Okay, early access. Oh, it was
2: Ultimate Team stuff. So, 12 Madden Ultimate Team Gold Fantasy packs, which is actually very fun. I like the Ultimate Team aspect of Madden. And how you can keep carrying your teams over year after year, make them better and better and better with new seasons, and one large quick-sell training pack. So, that's what they added. It was stuff for your mud, for your Madden Ultimate Teams. That's what you got with it. Now... The one thing that made me laugh the hardest with this year's Madden Ultimate Team. No, no sorry, not Madden, Madden Ultimate Team. Um, With this year's Madden MVP Edition was on the cover. You have Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, a great quarterback. No MVP at all. Tom Brady, great quarterback. He wasn't the season MVP. He was the Super Bowl MVP. But Aaron Rodgers was MVP for the season, and he is nowhere in sight. And I thought that was super funny. <laughs> so that's my that's my little like tidbit of that. And I think that's most people's. They're like, why isn't Aaron Rodgers anywhere near this? It's because Aaron Rodgers doesn't give a fuck. It's
1: all it's it's I, I, it's also because he probably heard about the 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 cover curse. Where, if you're on the cover of the game, your season's gonna
2: end early due to injury. Didn't happen last year. Who was on the cover last year? Pretty sure it was uh, P. Homies. No, it was Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson played the full season. Oh, okay then. I think that's like one of the first times
1: that's happened. I don't know many. Co- I know that, like, do you? Okay, I have a genuine question. Do you actually believe in the cover curse?
2: no (laughs) to be honest people think it's a big thing but like however antonio brown got the cover when he was with the steelers and then he ended up having the worst year of his life but that was like three years ago it didn't go well for him he ended up not staying with the season steelers in the off season he ended up having like a big back and forth with them, went to the Raiders, left the Raiders because of other things, because he went to go and join the Patriots with Tom Brady, played one game. And then all these sexual assault things came out about him. He played one game, had one touchdown and like two catches. So there was a lot that went down that, but and when it comes to the Madden curse, no, like you talk about it with NHL as well. Like you, I would say if it's going to be a curse, it's going to be across EA wide. And last year you had, uh, fucking Matthews on the cover, and again you have Matthews again on the cover this year. Wait, really? Back to back, Austin
1: Matthews. Oh,
2: yes, back to back, Austin Matthews. No, Connor McDavid makes no sense to me, and that's coming from a Flames fan who fucking hates Connor McDavid. <laughs> but does he deserve to be on this year's cover? Probably, yeah, a hundred percent. So that's that's kind of my. Hockey, football rant for the day, but yeah,
1: uh, I do have some questions. But first, uh, one one more curse question: Do you yes. believe in the Do you believe in the Kardashian curse for the NBA players? <sighs>
2: I believe in the Drake curse more than I Ooh. believe in the Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, okay, I, I, yeah. and that's only because uh, only for NBA. When it comes to the Kardashians, I I just think they're a curse on everything, <laughs> not just <laughs> basketball. They're just they're just a plague of people that's just making society not a great place to be just by who they tend to be, but again I don't I don't know much about the Kardashians all I know is that I don't care much for them but yeah Drake Drake's far more
1: okay <laughs> um what would you like to see in future NFL uh Madden
2: titles what would you what modes would you like to see them add <sighs> Most that I would like to see men add, and they added it this year for a limited time only, but not just, I want them, I want to see them bring back the NCAA game all Just the spin-off college game where you get to play as the college teams year after year after year. Like I, there's so much skill that goes into it. And it helps me as not just a football fan, but also, a big time fantasy player learn the upcoming rosters a little bit more without having to spend every Saturday and Sunday watching TV. I already sit on the couch from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. every Sunday as it is. I do, I can't I can't fathom doing that every Saturday if I want a life, if I want to meet someone, if I want to like do anything. So if I have NCAA, yeah. In a heartbeat, I think they should bring that back. And this has been a huge debate in the football gaming world for a long time. So, yeah, bring that back or just make it a permanent Madden fixture the same way that you have that in uh, NHL. NHL, you can play as any of the farm teams, any of them. Oh, shit. All know these that. kids who are the up-and-comers, you can play as next year's first-round pick in NHL. You can't do that in Madden. So wow! I would like to see that change and that added, but that's because they have the rights to the NHL. They don't have the rights to the NCAA.
1: Oh, okay. That's interesting. I would like to see um, mascot mode. Full team of mascots. I know that they've done that for some college, for some NCAA games, but I would love to see that in an NHL. And in, 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 a Madden. Fuck. Madden game. God damn it
2: just mascots versus mascots i would be down for that you know like straight up or just uh a better story mode they just keep recreating i'm i'm a big for i'm a big i like playing video games alone i like single player kind of stuff which is why i like madden you know making your own thing but i also like creating character and going through but being able to do it for you know call high school all the way through not just anything else just making it but that would be cool again that's i think it would be very interesting and they do one every year but it's it's their face of the franchise and they always have a story within it and it's always different and it's intriguing but it's also it's also always the thing that's most filled with bugs yeah which is frustrating
1: yeah it's like oh yeah multiplayer experience we got you single player experience ea huh exactly like so. there are some exceptions like um what what is it fall in order Jedi i fall in order oh yeah god i blanked on that yeah like that's like one of their
2: only exceptions of like a good single player game i'm agreed like that's that's those are the kind of games i get into everyone's like oh you need to play this or that fps or call of duty it's like no I'd rather just sit in my room and play Tell, I'm not gonna lie. If people were like, "Hey, do you want to sit at home and play The Walking Dead Telltale, or do you want to play Caught Online?" I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna play The Walking Dead Telltale." Sorry, I like having fun and not getting demolished by twelve-year-olds <laughs> in Taiwan. That yes. doesn't sound fun. Anymore.
1: I prefer to play a single-player experience than get called a racial slur by a twelve-year-old on Call of Duty.
2: A hundred and ten percent. Yes,
1: please. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about Madden before we head into the bonus level?
2: No, uh, you know I think we kind of covered. It. I think I got all the angles. I talked about fantasy. I talked about the teams. I talked about all that. I think I, I think would be
1: cool for Madden is if they added like an online an like their own online fantasy league that you could like like basically like build your fantasy team and
2: then like do like ter- weekly like fantasy tournaments or something like that. See, you know what. And and to equate it to kind of the season itself, or just like you you build your team each week, you get a certain amount of money to spend on a player, and then you keep going, kind of thing, or like because they kind of have that with the Madden Ultimate Team. Uh, I don't know. The Madden I, Ultimate Team again, it's collecting cards, and then those cards equate, and those players end up on your team. Or instead, you just yeah do do a fantasy sort of thing where you just create a team each week and then it's like a start from the top and then go down yeah and you're like given a certain amount of money to spend on each player it's more or less like a dfs kind of thing
1: yeah sort of like that
2: yeah okay cool i like that idea
1: all right uh, with that then it's time for us to get
0: to start wrapping things up and headed to the bonus level wacky lists weekly reports and a look back at video game history Here's this week's bonus level.
1: And to start us off, we got our community corner where you, the listener, can take part in this. Where every week, I try to remember to post a thing on Twitter. And I've, I forgot in the past two weeks, so my my bad. But you can also join our official Discord by heading over to my Twitch channel. joining the Discord there. And head over into our question submissions tab. And ask us some questions that I will read in the next episode. And I got four questions right here. For us to answer, and our first question comes from our boy Ninja Frog. If you could make a game about food or make a character about food, what would it be like? In an example, he gives an example: Timmy the Taco. Timmy and the Taco Adventures.
2: Bink, I like this one. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna rock with spaghetti. And the saucy journey,
1: spaghetti and the saucy journey. Uh, if you see, I like uh, I've got uh, Re- Remy, Re- Remy the Rigatoni.
2: Remy the Rigatoni, I like that. Yeah. So then oh, I gotta got a name for it then. It has got to. You can't just be spaghetti. it has got to be like s- oh, Steven Spaghetti. Stevie Steven Spaghetti. spaghetti. Steven Spaghetti and the saucy journey. That's a good.
1: Uh, that's that sounds like a great. Shovelware PC game for a
2: child. <laughs> you don't even want to call him. He'll just be Stevie Spag. Stevie, Stevie Spag, Spag and the Saucy Journey. That's what we're going with. Stevie Spag and the Saucy Journey. Done. Put in the books. Close it up. Throw it away. We're over.
1: <laughs> All right. From Mister Stew, what is your favorite party slash co-op game? Uh, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, for me, it's pretty straightforward. uh anything Jackbox related. That's usually my go-to. and my second place is Mario Party, of course.
2: You'll we'll be covered there with Jackbox. That's my big one. Probably Jackbox, yeah, for sure. I haven't played a lot of other party games. Are you excited for Jackbox Eight coming out
1: October this year?
2: Uh, I didn't know there was one coming out, but I'll be. I, I will play it for sure if uh, if I go to a place and someone has it. N-
1: new Jackbox Party Pack. Uh, I guess I forgot they did announce a release date for it. It's going to be in October. Uh, we're getting a new Drawful game, Drawful Animate, uh, Job Job, The Wheel of Something, and uh, a couple other games as well uh, in the new party pack. It looks a lot of fun. I'm definitely going to be getting it and playing it on stream possibly soon. Uh, from Tonic,
2: what is a game you would call a complete abomination? A complete abomination? That's a hard one. I'm trying to think of a game that I played and I just really didn't like. This is even hard for me. Because even though I've said, like, one of the worst games I've
1: played is Duke Nukem Forever, at least it's kind of stable. It's just bad, but not broken. And even though I played Sonic 06, which is a very broken and not great game, it's a great game. What are you talking about?
2: (laughs) I think there's one that I got and I... Don't know if it's, it was a free game. I got, I think it's called racing buddy, racing buddies. And it was terrible. It was just these boxcars that just drove around and it was awful. It was so bad. And I, it's probably the wrong name, but I think it's racing buddies. I got it for like three and it was really bad. That's all I have to say about that. I don't know much else about it, but you just drove through like four different areas. You couldn't back up. It was, ugh. uh, was you saying Hell. that
1: was you saying that, that, That reminds me of a game that exists. uh, That I would say is a complete abomination. It's called Racing with Ryan. Legit, it's like, hey, what if we made a racing game but made the main character a child YouTuber who's a real person who's also a child YouTuber?
2: That'd be awful. That game could have been so much better if you picked, like, any of the other Ryans like Reynolds or Gosling. Or, yeah, no, no,
1: we still, we get or even uh, Howard. I think we get Maybe like, a, I would
2: rather play Ryan Howard in a racing game from the office.
1: Yeah, no, I said, we that. get, we said, we get a nine year old YouTuber. <laughs> uh, last question from Sir Wiggles, the great spooktober is quickly approaching. What is your go-to horse slash spooky game?
2: Oh God. What's that one in space? Dead space. Yes! Oh, man, Dead Space was freaky. That terrified me. Oh, that There's was a, a new Dead Space game.
1: coming as well. They, uh, te- they teased game. it at the EA show. Uh, we're going to be getting a new Dead Space, which is super exciting. Uh, for me, I-, I avoid horror as much as I possibly can. But now that I'm a streamer on Twitch, I can't. I have to embrace the horror. Um and so my go-to game that I'm gonna play because it's not super spooky but still kind of spooky is gonna be Phasmophobia, where you're ghost hunters. Well, you're not ghost hunters. You're ghost identifiers.
2: That sounds like it could be both spooky or even a little sexy. <laughs> so I'm just throwing that out there. You know? <laughs> okay. Any of, you, any of you sexy video games, you could you could take that twist it around. Just saying.
1: Uh, Well, that's our community corner. Those are all the questions from the fans this week. Thank you for all those who submitted. And uh, you can submit yours for next week. Uh, Head to my Twitter, uh, which will be teased at the end of the show. Uh, Moving on to top five. Fitting for, we talked a lot about Marvel, but top five superheroes who should get their own game. I like
2: this. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I I, I don't know. You tell me. You know, I'm gonna go. I'll go. I I, I think I, I think I got five, and I won't I won't drag it on because I know this is we're, we're we're clicking. We're probably making a record long episode here. So uh,
1: let me see. We probably. Oh no, no, we're nowhere close to the record.
2: Oh, phew. So one I would love to see. I would love to see a flash game. Ooh, straight okay. flash. That's up there, and and I I'm saying top five. I'm not I'm not labeling these one through five. I want to see all of these, except for my number one is my number one. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to see a flash. I would love a Gambit game. Okay. Not just X-Men anything. Include the X-Men in it, but a Gambit game would be awesome. Um, this one's more anti-hero, but The Boys. Give me The Boys in a video game, and I'd be pumped. If anyone has seen or read The Boys you know how cool this game could be because you would be playing as the ones taking down the super. Have you seen the boys? I've
1: seen a recap of season one.
2: Yeah, this, I think it could be a pretty fun game and it could be like gory shit. And uh, uh, I would be super, I, I would be pretty intrigued on like, just like a straight, Harley Quinn. I know that they have the Suicide Squad coming out. I'm excited for it. But just a Harley Quinn game. A Harley Quinn game would be a lot of fun. And then finally, my number one of all, those are all tied for fifth. My number one is give me a not just Green Lantern, but just the core. Okay. So it's bear with me. I want to see a game that's uh, – you start out as someone, you get your ring, but it chooses you. So you could be the green lantern. You could be pink. You could, you could be any of them. You could be orange. You could be blue. You could be violet. You could be any of them to start. And then it goes on and you're just playing as one of the core, but you can start collecting them more based on other things as you go through, going through, saving different people, getting different powers you go on, always leading to you eventually being the one and only all encompassing white lantern. Even if you got black at some point, you're going against them. It doesn't matter. I am in tr- I would love to have a proper Green Lantern game that encompasses all the Lanterns. Okay. I would That'd be, be very, very excited to play that.
1: Okay, okay.
2: I, I do have a Green Lantern Lego Man tattooed on my back, so <laughs> I'm very, very, very biased at the same time.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, for me, coming in at number five, I would like to see a proper Superman game, because I feel like he hasn't gotten one since Superman sixty four. And Superman Sixty Four was not great. <laughs>
2: and that was not great and still the last proper one. Yeah. Uh so I feel like he, he deserves. I feel like he deserves one. You gotta give it to Clark, man, every time.
1: Number four. I would like to see uh Insomniac maybe make a Venom game. Straight Venom versus Carnage. Exactly. Game. Oh. Just like the sequel coming up. Holy 100%. shit, it's a red one! Uh, what are you doing? I'll let you what eat you all doing? the humans! Pinky promise? Pinky promise! Okay! <laughs> uh, God, I, I love that line in that trailer, man. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Number three. I would like to see, like, a Magneto Professor X one. Like an X-Men Origins kind of thing, or just them? Just those two. Like, I don't know, it's like... They're both dead and they're traveling to the afterlife, but shit goes down. I like it. Number two, um, Shazam. Shazam would be a good one to see.
2: Shazam would be pretty cool, especially because you can include the whole family.
1: Yeah. Uh, And number one, Howard the Duck. (laughs) That's my number one. Best Marvel property. 10 out of 10. Give me Howard the Duck, the game. Thank you very much.
2: You win. You win. 110 times out of 10. You win. <laughs>
1: uh, and that's top five. Uh, moving on to this week of gaming history, here's what happened in the past from September 20th to 26th. On the 20th, 2002, Microsoft bought Rare for $375 million USD. On the 21st, 2004, Katamari Damacy was developed by Namco. And it came out on the PlayStation 2 on Wednesday the 22nd, 2009. Halo 3 ODST was released on the Xbox 360 in North America. On the 23rd, 2002, Nintendo released Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube in North America. On the 24th, 2000, Pokemon Puzzle League was released on the N64 in North America. On the 25th, Halo 3 was released on the 360 in North America. And on the 26th... 2008 THQ released da Blob* for the Nintendo Wii and DS in North America. The achievement of the week this week is in Deathloop. It's Ensemble Tragedy, which is to kill each visionary at least once. And the game of the week, if you haven't guessed it already, it's Lost Judgment. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed? I wouldn't have guessed, not based in your excitement. Yes. Sean, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a
2: blast. It's been a ton of fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it, it's a good time. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I hope the next time I can maybe be on, on the next season, not just three seasons later. I don't want to just be like, <laughs> like every four years. I'm not a leap year. I don't want to just be a leap year guest. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. Where can we find you on the internet? So I'm at a few places Um, on uh, Instagram. I am at SeanO five zero five, so that's S E A N O five zero five. I don't post on there that much. Far more active on my Twitter account, which is uh, at Sean Marks CTV. So at S E A N M A R K S C T V. I do work for CTV, so uh, that's uh, that's that's me. I'm uh, that's that's where I am on the interwebs. Yes. And of course, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Radio
1: Tony and on Instagram and Twitch at Tony's Game Lounge and uh, as well as TikTok where we post uh, highlights of the episodes that we post out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is probably where you're listening to this right now.
2: Exactly. Add us all up. Add us all up. Exactly. For more followers, more friends. You can either, you can also find me on at danger nation seven on Twitter. If you like football, that is my burner football account. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> it's my NSFW Twitter account. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you once again, Sean. It was a blast. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in once again. We will see you back here next week with another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. Bye!
2: Farewell.
0: Thank you for listening to Tony's Game Lounge. New episodes release every Monday. Be sure to like and share the podcast and follow Tony on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch for more updates.